Good afternoon and welcome to the Friday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. Coming up this afternoon, we'll get an update on the grasshopper situation. Also, Joanne Ross with Egg in the Classroom Canada will join us to talk about her upcoming induction into the Agricultural Hall of Fame. And up first in today's country comment, we'll hear from the new Agriculture Minister in Manitoba, Ralph Eichler. The latest farm news and market numbers all coming up over the next 60 minutes. The time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. Premier Brian Pallister announced a new agriculture minister yesterday. Lakeside MLA Ralph Eichler replaces Blaine Peterson, who announced his retirement from Cabinet. I caught up with the new agriculture minister. Whatever portfolio the Premier assigns to us, I take it on with my... Uh my heart and my soul, and uh, do the best job that I can. I don't. I know we're not going to make all the right decisions, but we do it in a way in partnerships together to make sure that that we try and maintain those relationships to keep them strong. And at the end of the day, make sure that uh, our farming community is is a healthy uh, environment and one that's going to be sustainable. Now, you take over the position um, during a, a tough time here for farmers. Just your thoughts on the situation out there. You know, it's, it's, it's tough. And, and no matter what, what uh, situation or crisis we're under, I mean, farming is a, is a crisis situation. We've had a lot of good years, and we had some years that are not so good, and this is one of those years that's not so good. So, uh, But we need to partner with the federal government and municipal governments and, of course, producer groups, commodity groups, in order to ensure we get the program that's going to work. Uh, certain parts of the province, very few, are not really in too bad a shape. Um, but others are in dire uh, situation. Uh, not only drought, we have grasshoppers, we have a number of issues that, that are on the front and center of our, uh, of our mandate. I know Minister Peterson did reach out to stakeholders last week and ask for feedback on suggestions. Uh, I will be reaching out to Minister Bebo um, early on, maybe tomorrow, um, maybe on Monday. But certainly I do want to be very clear with your listeners that that I'm going to try and respond as quickly as possible um, so our government can be at the table to assist and put programs in place um, and carry on the good work of Minister Peterson. I know you're based in that uh, in that interlake area. I've been hearing um, it's it's especially bad in that region. Maybe can you talk about what farmers are facing in that area? Yeah, actually, you know, because of my my background, I'm, I've been involved in that. I've got a lot of friends and family members that are in the in the same situation. But grasshoppers are a big problem up in the lake country. Um, we need to uh, be paying attention to that to help them through it and find some feed supplies for them. I think there's going to be a lot of grain that's going to be turned in from uh, being combined into a feed source. But, uh, again, those decisions have to be made very quickly uh, in order to try and maintain what we can uh, to get the best value uh, for that producer, whether it be, you know, a cereal producer, a beef producer, or, you know, any other commodity groups that are important. And the dairy sector is really important as well in order to make sure they have enough uh, feedstock for their uh, dairy herds. That was Rolf Eichler, the province's new agriculture minister. A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. Good afternoon, I'm Corey Canute. On Thursday, Canada's ministers of agriculture met by video conference to discuss several key areas of interest for Canada's agriculture sector as a lead-up to their annual conference in September. 
The topics of discussion included, but were not limited to, the next agricultural policy framework, African swine fever, and business risk management programs. Ministers also expressed their concern for farmers and workers dealing with the current heat waves, wildfires, and drought conditions in Western Canada and other regions of the country. Ministers will meet in September at their 2021 annual conference in Guelph, Ontario. Manitoba Beef Producers is continuing to work with the provincial government and Manitoba Agricultural Services Corporation, as well as other commodity groups regarding the serious drought situation and possible measures to help affected livestock producers. President Tyler Fulton weighed in on the situation. It's terrible out there. Right across the southern portion of the province, we're seeing drought conditions, crops that are burning up, and uh, pastures that are simply not producing anything, and it continues to deteriorate. We're definitely at a, at a critical point right now. Lakeside MLA Ralph Eichler is back in the role of Agriculture Minister. He replaces Blaine Peterson, who announced his retirement from Cabinet yesterday. Eichler gave his thoughts on returning to the position, which he last held in 2019. Whatever portfolio the Premier assigns to us, I take it on with my, uh, my heart and my soul and uh, do the best job that I can. I know we're not going to make all the right decisions, but we do it in a way in partnerships together to make sure that that we try and maintain those relationships, keep them strong, and at the end of the day, make sure that uh, our farming community is is a healthy environment and one that's going to be sustainable. The immediate priority for Eichler will be to develop drought relief support for hard-hit farmers and ranchers. And the Manitoba Crop Alliance is providing an update on the province's corn crop. Here's agronomist Morgan Cott. It's looking okay. It's not looking bad per se. It's behind um, what we're normally at at this uh, this week in July. We're usually probably tasseling quite consecutively, I guess. And a lot of fields aren't quite at that stage. They're still well into their vegetative stages. So we're looking at that because of the drought. That was a look at today's farm news. I'm Corey Canute. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Eggwire for Friday, July 16th. I'm Corey Canute. Coming up today, we'll hear from one of the inductees to this year's Canadian Agricultural Hall of Fame. The Canadian Agricultural Hall of Fame announced five inductees into the class of 2021. One of those is Joanne Ross, Executive Director with Agriculture in the Classroom Canada. Well, of course. Corey, you can imagine I've got all the roller coaster of emotions. I was extremely shocked and surprised, and I am so thrilled and honored and thankful and all those things. And most of all, I'm just so excited for the profile and recognition and what it's going to bring to Agriculture in the Classroom Canada. Talk a little bit about Egg in the Classroom, your time with the organization, and, and just what that means to you. Yeah, so as I mean, we've talked for a lot of years, uh, so you know I've been around a little while, and uh, I've been doing this work for, uh, I guess, about 22 years, and uh, started with the Agriculture in the Classroom Manitoba organization, of course, and I was 16 years there, and it was just such a monumental time for building up uh, the importance of ag education, and it really came into play over that time, and we grew so much. And that was simply because of the support of all our partners and all the volunteers that came forward to tell their story about agriculture in classrooms. And through that time, working with the other provincial organizations, we realized it was time for that national identity. 
how Agriculture in the Classroom Canada came into play and into formalization around 2016. And at that time, Corey, I never, never um, intended to take on the national role, but it was one of those one thing leads to another. And here I am now with Ag in the Classroom Canada and able to look back on all the great work we're all doing together. And it's just, it's an amazing honor to be able to do that. And I'm really looking forward to the celebration in November. Yeah, and with, with Egg in the Classroom, I guess just talk a little bit more about how, like as you mentioned, how that's grown over the years or or, um, or changed. Yeah, well, I, as I said, when we started, it was a very small organization in Manitoba. Mine was a half-time position. I was the only one working for the organization. And from there, it just exploded. And I think that's, you know, a couple of reasons why. I think it was the right time. I think teachers... We're looking for information on how food is produced, and they were interested in finding out more and bringing that to their students. Uh, as an organization, we also made sure that everything we did was connected into core curriculum because we, we knew that agriculture wasn't a part of core curriculum. We needed to integrate those um, pieces into science, into social studies, all those subject areas. So that was truly, you know, a changing point for us because we were getting so much uptake because it was curriculum linked. And then I think the third piece was that experiential learning piece. We started to offer students experiences in agriculture and this became a winning equation for us. So that evolution started and then it just kept going and going and going. And I think that's, you know, partially to do with some of the, the public trust and Social media came into play, so there was a conversation about food that we needed to be a part of to tell the authentic, you know, the accurate, balanced, and current story about agriculture so that we could be in that conversation. So I think everything just all happened at the same time, and um, it got, you know, it just went through the roof. And you may know that over the past year, we reached over 2 million students and teachers with an agriculture education experience. So we're pretty excited about how how it's grown and where it's going. Now the um, induction ceremony is planned for uh, later later this fall. I guess um, any thoughts on on the other um, inductees uh, this year? Oh uh, well, of course. I have nothing but respect for all of the inductees uh, that will be celebrated, and they're actually doing two years uh, worth of inductees because last year had to be cancelled due to the pandemic. So some of my colleagues over the years are being inducted. Jay Bradshaw is being inducted for uh, last year. And Gordon Bacon is being inducted uh, alongside me this year. So these are folks that I've worked with over the years that I am just so very honoured and excited to celebrate with them. That was Joanne Ross, Executive Director with Agriculture in the Classroom Canada, one of this year's inductees into the Canadian Agricultural Hall of Fame ceremony will take place later this fall in Winnipeg. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return next week on the Golden West Farm Network. Time now for a look at the farm calendar. The Canadian Semital Association has moved its annual general meeting to an online setting. Taking place July 24th, visit their website for viewing information. Keystone Agricultural Producers Summer Advisory Council meeting takes place via Zoom July 28th at 9 a.m. 
Go to the CAP website to register and the Canadian Hereford Association annual general meeting and Bonanza 2021 scheduled to take place July 28th to the 31st at Brandon's Keystone Centre pending public health restrictions. For up-to-date information on the event, visit the Bonanza 2021 website. Continuing with the Manitoba Farm Journal here on this Friday afternoon, we're joined by provincial entomologist John Gavlosky, who gave us an update on the grasshopper situation. We're keeping an eye on the grasshopper levels across the province, and they really do vary greatly from region to region. Um, Some areas people are telling me um, quite high levels, and they're having to really watch, especially some of their pastures and um, cereal crops in some instances. Then other regions, uh, people are keeping an eye on the populations, but saying we're not really having to do a lot of uh, control aside from some um, field edge spraying uh, around some of their fields. So it, it really does vary quite a bit. One thing that's really interesting this year um, compared to some of the other years is the species we're dealing with. Um, now, in Manitoba, we've got roughly about 85 species of grasshoppers, and there's four of them that we consider potential pest species. Those are the ones that will potentially move into your crops in big numbers and do damage. Of those four, there's one species that prefers grasses and doesn't feed much on broadleaf crops, and that's called the clear-winged grasshopper. And we're actually seeing a, quite a bit of the clear-wing this year in some of the areas, and I've had a few people call in and say that, well, I've got grasshoppers in my canola or my alfalfa, but they're not damaging the canola or the alfalfa. They're just feeding on some of the grassy weeds or roadside grass in the area. And when when it's clear-wing grasshopper that you're dealing with, that is sometimes the case. So uh, good to get to know some of the potential pest species and uh, know if it potentially is clear-wing that you're dealing with. The other uh, thing that was touched on here in the report, um, scouting for uh, aphids. Yeah, um, and in this case, aphids in cereals. Um, we we had some higher levels in the eastern part of the province, so it's it's good to just keep an eye on them. Um, in, in cereals, the easiest way to scout for them really is uh, I often take a tray or something out to the field, something I can tap the heads over and shake some of the heads and see if you can shake some aphids out. Um, or you could just visually examine the plants couple cautions, though. Aphids are often much more abundant along field edges and cereals, and particularly if there's a shelter belt or a tree or shrubby area, uh, they can be very abundant. So don't get too alarmed if you walk into a field and you're right near the edge and you can shake aphids out of the heads. Go a little ways in and see if you can still do that. So make sure you sample the field um, uh, fairly thoroughly and not just around a particular edge. And don't get too alarmed if on the odd head you can shake out, say, 20 or 30 aphids. Uh, If you can only do that on every 10th head or so, then you don't have a problem. The economic threshold is about 12 to 15 aphids per head on average. So, And they can cluster in certain heads. So you have to kind of average things out. Don't get too excited because you've shaked out a few heads and they had a lot of aphids. What about soybean aphids? Yeah, soybean aphid... Uh, different species than the ones in cereals. Um, soybean aphid doesn't overwinter here. Neither do the one in cereals, actually. They blow in. Um, and we try to track when different things are arriving in the province. And we had our first report of soybean aphid uh, over the past week. So um, 
we're just getting the heads up to people. Uh, July 8th was the first date that uh, we had a confirmed sighting in Manitoba, but it, it was very hard to find them in the field. The agronomist was tipped off a little bit by some lady beetles that were on the, the soybean plants and went to go and investigate what the soybeans, what the lady beetles were eating, and it was soybean aphids. But there was just a, a very small population, so nothing near economical. But the first ones have been identified, so we're just uh, advising people scouting soybeans. Just something else to look for when you're out scouting the soybeans. All right. Any other uh, insects? Uh... Of concern, or? Well, really, the grasshoppers are the big one right now. Um, I guess maybe some encouraging news. We did have some beneficial insects that people are reporting as well, which is kind of nice. Um, one agronomist sent me a good photo of a lacewing larva, which is what we made the feature of our insect ID quiz this week. Uh, lacewing larva look, they're, they're alligator shaped. They look like little miniature alligators. They're brown and white. Um, they can be fairly small. And in the photo they sent me, one was dragging away a Colorado potato beetle larva to devour it. Uh, the other thing that can be alligator-shaped, um, but it is either black or gray with a bit of white, is lady beetle larva. Um, they look like little miniature alligators when they're small. A lot of people don't recognize them as lady beetles, and they're showing up now too. And especially in the cereal fields where people are scouting for the aphids, some people are finding a lot of some of these lace wings and lady beetles, and they're factoring them into their decision-making and deciding that, okay, we've got a lot of the natural enemies here as well, so maybe we'll let, let them do their job and see if they can keep them in check. So just one more thing to factor in when you're doing scouting for things like aphids. That was John Gavlosky with Manitoba Agriculture. Another look at what's happening in the markets heading into the close is coming up in just a moment. Time now for another look at today's farm news. The immediate priority for the province's new agriculture minister, Ralph Eichler, will be to develop drought relief support for hard-hit farmers and ranchers. Eichler replaces Blaine Peterson, who announced his retirement from cabinet yesterday. Eichler commented on the drought situation. We need to partner with the federal government and municipal governments and, of course, producer groups, commodity groups, in order to ensure we get the program that's going to work. Certain parts of the province, very few, are not really in too bad a shape, but others are in dire uh, situation. Not only drought, we have grasshoppers, we have a number of issues that, that are on the front and center of our, uh, of our mandate. Eichler previously served as Ag Minister from 2016 to 2019. More cattle are being sold off due to drought conditions. Tyler Fulton is president of Manitoba Beef Producers. There's been elevated levels for the last few weeks. Guys taking preemptive action. But we do know that uh, several of the auctions are, are adding sales that they wouldn't typically. So we've got Ashern, Gladstone, Verdon, all of those I know uh, have added sales and are busy. Or we're already seeing some destocking to reflect the fact that uh, the, the pastures cannot support the herd that we currently have. Manitoba Beef Producers is continuing to work with the provincial government and Manitoba Agricultural Services Corporation, as well as other commodity groups regarding the serious drought situation and possible measures to help affected livestock producers. And the Manitoba Crop Alliance is providing an update on the province's sunflower crop. Here's agronomist Morgan Cott. Sunflowers are still keeping up pretty good. They do well in drought. 
I haven't visited any fields that have been struggling, and I haven't had any calls, but that doesn't certainly mean that there, there aren't any out there. But because they have such a deep root, they navigate for water very well and have a, a good method of using and conserving, but they're flowering now. That's also going to be a waiting game. I've never, and a lot of us have never dealt with drought like this before, so um, it's a big learning curve. I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program. We've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2 on the Markets Farm Program. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Hope you can join us back here on Monday starting at 12 noon.